Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Let's go to the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline again. Barrett Salee standing by from CBSSports.com. Happy 4th, Barrett. A little in advance. How are you? I'm good. Happy 4th in advance as well. Hopefully it'll be a quiet 4th of July weekend in uh, the world of college football. There has been a few times where big news has broken over this week. I hope that does not happen this time. Yeah, we would like for you to have time to watch your Braves and eat some hamburgers and hang out with the family. We don't need you being distracted by work. (laughs) I don't want to be distracted by work either. There's no doubt. All right, so the ACC announced this week no more divisions in any sports. Should the SEC follow suit, or do you like it? I've always been anti-division. I think divisions, to me, don't make any sense um, in any sport, honestly, uh, professional or college. I don't see why something as arbitrary as geography or, um, you know, whatever should have anything to do with what the, you know, what determines a championship caliber team. So in, in the ACC, I, I'm totally fine with it. I, I think there are, there's so much of a discrepancy between the haves and the have-nots with so many few haves every single uh, year that, um, you know, there, there should be a way to prevent a bad or average team to uh, to make it to the ACC championship game. And the same theory applies for the SEC, although, um, you know, hey, Georgia is right now, you're not, probably not going to get that situation. But I just if you're determining the best team in the conference, you need to have, I, I think, more round-robin opponents, so lesser permanent division uh, uh, games. And by doing that, you, you erase divisions where – you don't have to play six teams every single year. So I'm I'm fine with it. I, I think the SEC will do it, and I hope it happens sooner rather than later, sooner being before Texas and Oklahoma get into the conference. It's funny because they've almost done this to me in reverse order. Like there are maybe some sports that it makes a little bit of sense. And for Arkansas, it was great because when they won the SEC West – you know, they never did complete the task and go win the SEC championship game, but that was a major accomplishment and something that, you know, a coach like Houston Nutt could, you know, put a little feather in his cap and go, hey, we won our division. That was hard to do. It's a lot harder to do now with Alabama the way they've been and, you know, everybody else. Um, that would be my only argument there. But the one the one sport that has always irritated me is baseball. There is really, really no reason for that. It's absolutely silly. And then they also have a, uh, a baseball tournament that nobody really cares to win either. So, um <laughs> I just, I mean, that's, I'm like, you dropped it in basketball first. It just seemed weird to me. Like, yeah, football, I, I agree with you. I can definitely see the upside from the big picture standpoint. And the baseball one is the one that is still being maintained. I do not get it, and I never will, and I don't understand why they haven't made a change. Well, and I think, I think part of it, though, Justin, when they were expand, they expanded in 1992, I think some of it was just travel Yeah. Um, there's not that much of an issue with that right now. No. Based on how much money's in the league. Yeah, that's true. What was all this talk yesterday about uh, the cap limit on coaches and the number of coaches? What are they thinking? I think the thought process is that the teams that have the most money and the biggest off-the-field staff um, – are going to be at even more of an advantage now because they can devote so much time towards, um, you know, scouting the transfer portal, uh, scouring the transfer portal, uh, determining NIL deals, things like that. So I think the, the thought process is if 
if you're going to have parity, you need to at least have the ability where the big money teams don't just use all of their you know financial advantages to um, you know to essentially game the system. So I think that's the thought process behind it. If that's the case, then uh, I'm for it. You know, I, I think for for the SEC, it's obviously great to have you know bigger staff sizes and stuff. But um, you know, it, it's going to be hard for everybody to manage this whole new era. And if that's the case, then you need to sort of attempt to keep it equal, even though there's no such thing as equal. You at least mm-hmm. have to, to to limit the way, like at least make it look like you're trying to keep it equal and do the <laughs> things that you know, are, are necessary to prevent it from getting way out of control. Oh, we love the NCAA window dressing. <laughs> we, uh, we're all about that. Uh, Athlon, <laughs> Athlon Sports yesterday came out with their, or this week came out with their preseason All-SEC teams, and there were a couple that sort of uh, didn't seem right to us. By the way, I will also say, if Cam Little is the fourth-best kicker in the league, this is a really good league of kickers. And you can make an argument yeah. that he's the fourth-best kicker in the league with you when you look at the guys who are ahead of him. Um, K.J. Jefferson, third. I mean, it was splitting hairs a little bit. Who would you take first, him or the, the kid from Tennessee? I, hmm, that's a really good question. Um, I'm on a roll. I would probably take Hendon Hooker. And the only reason I say that is because He's more experienced, and we've seen more of it. Um, you know, at Virginia Tech, he was pretty good, right? And he goes to Tennessee, and he was really good last year. Um, I think he only threw three picks for the entire season. KJ, less experienced, still really good. But I would go with the track record of Hendon Hooker at two different schools, hmm. especially considering, you know, he wasn't the starting quarterback in Tennessee in the first two games. Um, you know, so he's never really had the chance to be a, a number one quarterback in an offseason at Tennessee. So, in theory, his upside might be a little higher. But, I mean, that's a that's a really good question because you're not going to go wrong with either one of those guys. Okay. And then we were actually bothered by the fact that Jalen Catalan was not on the first team. I'm not sure what they were thinking there. I think he was second team mm-hmm. at safety. Was he really? Yeah. I didn't see that. Um, I didn't see the whole team, uh, but yeah, because I was doing family stuff yesterday. But Aaron Catalan should should <laughs> I don't see why he wouldn't be. I mean, I'd love to know the rationale behind that. Mm-hmm. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Well, that's fine. Anything to give him a chip on the shoulder. I think Arkansas fans are probably okay with. We're talking to Barrett Salee <laughs> on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline from CBSSports.com. Let me ask you about the uh, Mike Leach deal. And again, I realize that this is the nature of the beast that, that we're dealing with right now. Uh, but coming off a seven and six season where you lose the Egg Bowl and you lose your bowl games by a significant margin, uh, and I realize they only had I think he had like a year left or something. They extended him to twenty five. The extension I get. The raise I'm having a hard time with Barrett. I am too, um, because I don't necessarily think he's done a great job there. Uh, I think that they came. He came there. I think they thought he was going to be an upgrade from Mullen. Um, and make them unique and have that um, sort of novelty translate to more wins. And it hasn't happened yet. Um, you know, I, I understand extending them. You're right. I mean, state of Mississippi, you can only have four-year contracts. So it happens all the time for their coaches. You know, Hugh Freeze got um, extended every year. Dan Mullen did too, you know, was formality. But I, I just 
I think that maybe Mississippi State is settling into the fact that they're going to be a team that, for whatever reason, can catch lightning in a bottle every uh, every weekend or so, uh, some weekend, twice a, twice a year, something like that. But they're also going to suffer these ma- these meltdowns, and maybe it's just a case of Mississippi State recognizing, hey, look, going into a new era in the SEC, there's going to be a lot of changes. They don't know what division they're going to be in. They don't know if there's going to be divisions or pods or whatever. Um, why upset the apple cart with a guy who you at least know gives you a puncher's chance in every game? Give me your thoughts on Freddie Freeman. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, how much time you got? <laughs> Hour and 20 minutes. Um, he, he got screwed by his agent. Like, uh, honestly, the, the stuff that's come out, hasn't necessarily been a secret around here. Uh, I think a lot of folks kind of recognize that this was the case. You know, talking to some folks around the organization, they just didn't want to say it because, A, the homecoming needed to be special, which it was. B, Casey Close uh, represents Danzy Swanson, who's in a walk here. And, and C, they didn't necessarily want to make it too uncomfortable for Freddie. Um, they were fine with Matt Olson, and Matt handled it great. I mean, he knew the deal. Matt Olson has known this for a long time. Um, but I don't think they wanted to throw the Dodgers under the bus. And I know that sounds weird because they're rivals, but, you know, that makes it super uncomfortable for Freddie Freeman. Um, I think they were waiting for Freddie to do it, and, and Freddie did it. And so I just think it's, he got screwed by his agent. He wants to be in Atlanta. Dodgers are second fiddle, uh, like Clayton Kershaw said. And uh, – he, at, at some point, will be in Atlanta, um, even if it's a Brian McCann-esque like, uh, victory lap in 2019. But um, I feel bad for him. For, for somebody as, as honest and as you know, well-liked as Freddie, he does not deserve this. It, it's almost like he, you know, he's a guy who thought he was getting married to the, the prettiest girl, the nicest girl, whatever, and then a month in finds out that she's been cheating on him. And she's just a terrible person. And that shouldn't happen to nice guys like Freddie Freeman. Yeah. That is a bummer. Never fun. Uh, okay, Barrett, last thing. Question of the day today for our listeners was, are you going to go watch a fireworks display, blow off your own, do both, or neither? I am going to do both. Uh, I am, Yes, I will do both. I'm doing fireworks myself on July 4th, and there's a big uh, – a big fireworks display at Athens Boat Club in Lake Lanier on uh, the 3rd. So I will be doing both, uh, one of which will be on a boat. The other will be me actually trying not to to blow an arm or a leg or, you know, send my eyebrows off or anything like that. Yeah, that's good. I'm like a uh, snake and sparkler guy. That's about the extent of my interest in uh, <laughs> sparklers. The, 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 thing, the, the thing is, with, with my family, like, I don't know how I got, you know, roped into this, but nobody else will do it. I'm not the biggest fan of doing it, but nobody else will. Like, so someone's got to, so it might as well be me, I guess. I appreciate that. What a team player. Barrett Lee. Never doubt. Buddy, enjoy the fourth. Appreciate you. We'll talk to you in a couple weeks. Thanks, y'all. See you. All right, be great safe. stuff. Barrett Lee. Be safe, Wes. Good parting shot there. That's right.